Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 87 237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets, for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. We met my next guest about two and a half years ago on this show when she shared her battle with long COVID and it is wonderful to have her sitting in studio with me now. She's here today to talk about ADHD, something she was diagnosed with in the last few years. Receiving the diagnosis was a long and difficult process but it has helped her to realise where her strengths lie and she's now Ireland's second ever professional ADHD coach so she knows how her own brain works and is embracing who she is. Now she's working with people on a similar journey to help them overcome the challenges they face. Now, October marks ADHD Awareness Month and Claire Toomey from Ashburn is with me to tell us more. How are you getting on? Hello, Sinead. I was just thinking on the car and the way in here how so exciting it is to be able to actually come in instead of being on the phone to you at home. Uh, do you know what it's like? It's like a friend that I haven't yeah. seen in ages has finally dropped in. I was so excited. I had to give you a big, massive hug oh, when we yeah. met because we've been, at, we've been on a journey. We have really been on have a journey. Uh, so how are you getting on firstly with long COVID yeah. and all of that? How are you getting on? Well, great news. I finally got into a long COVID clinic in Beaumont. So I now have a physio programme and they're going to help me to get back to running and yoga and hiking. So I feel like the battle over the last two years, you know, you're, I'm finally seeing something, to, you know, positive come out of it. That's amazing. I definitely have noticed massive improvements and that's partly because I have pulled back from trying to get back to work and trying to get into services. But also another positive thing happened. I went and set up my own thing, as you mentioned, internal connections, my ADHD coaching. And sure, that's after flying. It's taken off. So I'm feeling very privileged but still have to mind myself and pace the activities um, and looking forward to getting back into fitness soon. So oh, I know you really that's been something that was the biggest yeah. hurdle for you I know <clears throat> that. So you know I read your blog post about your own experiences mm-hmm. on the Internal Connections website there was a lot of struggles a lot of challenges uh, before your official diagnosis but take me back to the start of this like what did you always know something was kind of different even from say childhood? So yes and no right like things didn't go as smoothly for me but I could never figure out why I I just thought I was this clumsy person who just you know had really bad rotten luck all the time and like 
in school, I did really well and I didn't do really well, right? So academically and grades wise, I didn't. But sports wise, I did. So that's what, and, and socially, so that's what carried me through. And it wasn't until I hit college, Sinead, where things kind of really fell apart and I had to drop out. And then I had done my mental health had struggled a lot. And then I went into um, I'd done a lot of counselling and went into the psychiatrist and I was like, something is still not right. I've done all this work. I've made all this progress. I've made all these changes. And he said, had you ever thought about ADHD? Now, my, my mom had always thought about it, but she had been told, but Claire's not a boy and she's not hyper and she's not bold. So she was told, you know, don't be ridiculous, basically. So when he said it, we were like, oh, my God. So I went and got the assessment. Um really thorough process but currently in Ireland it's really hard for people to get assessment at the moment some waiting lists are two years long it's costly so I you know my heart goes out to people who are waiting to to hear at the moment but I was very fortunate I only waited a month or two got straight in and um, it was like a light bulb it was like okay well now I know what it is you know and then when I did a bit more research started to I'm laughing now started to learn to understand why all those things were happening to me and why I was the way that I was like I always laugh about um you know, we were quite young, I think about 12 or 13 and we'd be hanging out in the summer streets, right? Or mm. in the summertime on the streets and we'd get bored and I'd be like, one of my friends, Karina, you know, like, come on, let's go in and clean your room. And she'd be like, what? Like, she was really, really messy and I was really, really organised and loved getting my teeth stuck into projects and setting systems up, you know. That's that's where I got my dopamine from, right? So the ADHD brain works with um, inefficient levels of dopamine, serotonin and norepinephrine. So the dopamine is responsible for motivation and pleasure. So we're, the ADHD brain is always seeking this, right? So okay. environments like workplaces or schools where we're expected to sit still for, you know, a set amount of time where there might be elements of tasks that aren't really challenging or stimulating, our brain is going to wander. So girls tend to be told that they're staring at the window or daydreaming or talking too much. Boys tend to act out because they're looking for stimulation or reaction. So that's where that comes from. That's really interesting because like you say, you know, we had this kind of notion that, you know, it was somebody that wasn't able to concentrate like that. Typically boys that were acting out and and exhibiting this kind of different behaviour that was all boldness. So thankfully, things are moving a little bit further along. Uh, Like, I mean, there's a lot of work still left to be done with regards to this. And it's it's around really. And look, primary school teachers particularly Mm -hmm. are stretched to the limit. So it's about kind of educating around this. So ADHD Awareness Month is coming up next month. Tell me about this. What it's all about and kind of what message do you want people to kind of take away from this? Okay, so it started in 2014 and like America are, you know, flying so far ahead of us. That's where I've done my training and stuff in terms of the information and the knowledge that they know and the way that they approach children or adults with ADHD. Um, here we're kind of limited to the system that we're in. You know, as you said, teachers are stretched, right? Resources are stretched. It's not the teacher's fault. It's the it's the resources, the training and the systems that we're in. We're still in outdated systems that were built for the Industrial Revolution, right? Um, when we were planning to prepare people for a completely different style of life, right? So ADHD Awareness Month is about highlighting the actual understanding and truth of ADHD as we know it today and of course celebrating it right because people present differently right ADHD years are different but I always say to my clients why do we think we're all we were all supposed to have one type of brain and all supposed to do everything the exact same way in the exact same time and and, and there's a lot of um like 
identity and belonging with that piece, right? So what the organisers of ADHD Awareness Month are trying to do is rally around schools and services and professionals all over the world, right? So ADHD Europe is leading massive events, um, the ADHD UK Foundation, and they're coupling with our own here, ADHD Ireland, excuse me, and they have an amazing three-day conference planned with loads of fantastic speakers. And the whole aim is to educate people, but also create a sense of community, right? So this year's theme is called Understanding a Shared Experience. Okay. So they're trying to highlight that no two ADHDers are the same, right? And that sometimes prohibits people from going for diagnosis because they think, oh, well, I'm not hyper, so mm-hmm. I can't be that. And that also ca- causes doubt in people when they get their diagnosis or for going for it because they're like, oh, well, I don't tick all the boxes or I'm not what I think it should be. And um, also... It's about encouraging people to realise how many ADHDers there are out there. Like Sinead, my whole job now is solely working with ADHDers. I meet ADHDers every day. I'm meeting new ADHDers every week. It's so prevalent. It's so widespread. And they're trying to normalise it, but also highlight the amazing elements and qualities that ADHDers have. Yeah, because there's one thing that's on your Instagram and it's client quotes, which I love. Yeah. And uh, there's one that says, um, you know, if I, if I didn't have ADHD, I'd lose my sparkle yeah. which is really amazing because you know often when people have an ADHD or anything kind of like that like a label yeah. uh, that's a bit scary you know it's kind of like the, all these negative connotations yeah. around it so talk to me about the positives what's great about an ADHD be- uh, brain God where do I start um, <laughs> <laughs> and the reason why I love that you've brought that up and especially the client quote is because so much focus is on the negative Right. We're always talking, particularly with children in schools, we're always talking about what they can't do, what grades they're not getting, how they can't be the same as everyone else. And that's limiting and um, dismissive. Right. So their self-esteem ends up getting affected like that. Right. But when we have key, key interests or strong interests, our passions. So like if someone's really interested in sport or, you know, um, Harry Potter or whatever it is, we have the ability to hyper focus, right, to get things over the line at very short deadlines. So when there's high interest and challenge, we're incredibly useful in crisis situations and times of stress, right? Not when, maybe not when it's ourselves, right? It's hard for us to be objective. But when we see something else going on around us, we're constantly problem solving, looking for easier ways of doing it. We can think outside the box, right? So we think this way, whereas most people might think linear, right? Um, we, there, again, like I was saying earlier, there's no two ADHDs are the same. So some ADHDs are incredibly organised and others aren't, right? But those who are organised are really good. I'm one of those people obsessed with coming up with systems and planners and structures and everything having a place and things like that. We're hugely creative, Sinead, right? Mm. Artistic, um, um, you know, beautifying things, specialising things, wanting things to have value and meaning, especially for the people that we love and care about. And we're hilarious, right? We do silly things. And and when people start to understand their own ADHD, they can laugh at themselves, right? So you're, you're great entertainment, like you know, just the way that we think and the way that we see the world, right? And also, you know, there's a piece for me that I understand about, around trauma, right? Mm-hmm. So trauma is as Gabor Mate would explain it, what ha- not what happens to you, but how you feel about what happens to you, right? And if you think about the research that says that an ADHD at the age of 12 will have heard 20,000 more negative comments yeah. than, a, than a neurotypical would, that's going to impact people, right? But because then ADHDers are now coming, especially those who get late diagnosed, right, in later life, they have to go then and discover who they are, discover how their brain works. So they have this added extra 
um, experience of life that then helps other people. Right. And this is where the coaching comes in. And I think that you've found your true calling because as we spoke about before, you know, you were in one course, you went yeah. into that and into, and that was all part of your journey to get you through to this point. So internal connections, it's going so, so well for you. Talk to me about, you know, the kinds of things that you do with, with uh, the coaching with people yeah. without obviously giving too many yeah, details. Yeah, just on a general <laughs> kind of thing. And actually just to say for listeners, like when I first, that course that you mentioned that I first dropped out of was psychology. So okay. I knew I wanted to work with people, but the route back then, it was difficult. But here I am, again, yeah. you know, like 10, 15 years later and I've come back full circle. So just to point out to people that just because the path doesn't go smoothly or you don't get your first choice in the CIO or you, you fail at an exam, it doesn't mean that that's the end and that you still can't get there, right? Because there's one thing about ADHDers is they are incredibly resilient and perseverant. They never give up. <laughs> so in terms of what I do, it started off with coaching. So I was working with coach, uh, clients one-on-one, right? So this was when I began kind of like uh, in 2020, the end of 2020. And that moved into groups, right? So I also do group work because um, it's expensive, right? And of course, now with the budget talk today and, and the cost of living that's, that we're, we've all been experiencing the last while, people don't have extra, you know, money to be spending on things. So, you know, what I do is it's all client led, right? Okay. It's not about my goals or that I know what I'm doing or that I'm the guru, right? Because what works for me doesn't mean that it's the right thing for you to live your life or for anybody else, okay? So it's all client led. And uh, we start off with an assessment session and we look at what their biggest challenges are. And then we go from there, we pick out I'll help them to define what their goals are. And along the way, I'll challenge the crap out of them. And I say this to every person I meet. I'm like, if you want to work with me, be ready for hard work and be ready for challenge because I'm trained to not uh, to not tell them. I'm trained to ask questions and I'm trained to see their strengths and their positive pieces. So we all have these um, negative limiting beliefs and this story that we're telling that we're not good at this or we're not able. And my job is to facilitate a space where we pull that apart and people can really see who they are, how their brain works and set up new strategies, right? So like the current group that I have at the moment is a Leaving Cert group and they're okay. telling me I'm sitting down and I'm spending three hours staring at my books and nothing is going in. And I'm like, that's the way that a neurotypical should study, okay. not you. So let's go figure out how is the, what's the right way for you to study. Like maybe visual cues are yes. better, that kind Walking of around your bedroom, having yes. um, music on with no lyrics, right? studying something in 25 minutes and taking a break, 25 minutes taking a break, changing from subjects every 25 minutes. You know, sometimes we have this attitude that we should like, OK, so it's English. Um, I need to do a question on Yvonne Boland, so I need to learn her poem. I'm going to do all of that poem in one go. No, actually, why don't you do 25 minutes of that and then go to maths or then go to history, right? Exactly. So adding variety and keeping it kind of interesting for them. And, and as part of this uh, Awareness Month for October, you have a whole host of different events going on. Uh, tell me though, because one of the things I was on the schedule and one of the things that caught my eye was body doubling. Yeah. What is body doubling all about? <laughs> okay, so it's, it's really cool actually. Like you'll he- probably hear, you probably would have heard of virtual co-working, right? Yes. So it's essentially the same kind of idea, but it's for ADHDers, right? So the concept is based on that if you have a boring task or a challenging task to do, it's going to be easier if you've got someone else to do do it with you. And this is useful for parents with their children in their homes, right? Or even for students who are listening with, with if they're trying to study with their friends. Go to the library and get your friend to come with you and they'll do their work and you do theirs, okay? So um, the start of the pandemic, after the second lockdown, I started doing this online and we would 
book in, we would all come on Zoom and we would all bring our own tasks. I would manage the time. I would do a grounding and a, and a meditation at the start. We'd all have a bit of crack. We'd all go off and do like some people did, walk their dog, put their kids to bed, finish their taxes, you know, wrote an essay. And then we come back and we tell each other how we got on. So there's also an accountability piece. Okay. Right? So you're more likely, if you have to share with the yes. group, you're more likely to actually do yeah. the task. Because you told that. them, yes. I'm, I want to do this. And then you know, oh, that I have to then tell these people how I got on afterwards. Right. Yes. So it's like, what's my progress? And it's not about pressure. It's about fun. Right. And taking the, the heaviness out of it. And some people will, will come back and be like, I didn't do anything in that. Yeah. I'm ridiculous. I'm like, no. You're here and you tried and let's try again in the next 25 minutes. You know, Because yeah. the thing what I always say to people, especially in coaching sessions, is you're unlearning everything that mm. a neurotypical or the system taught you. So that's going to take time, right? Like we never jumped up on a bike or a skateboard or rollerblades or learned how to play ga in a few hours, yeah. right? It takes time. And this is, as you say, undoing learned yes. behaviour completely, yeah. And there's a workshop, you mentioned parents, there's mm-hmm. a workshop that parents are going to find really useful as well, yeah. all, all on ADHD that people can, is it a log on uh, onto online or is it in yeah. person? So it's not in person, it's online because I'm trying to do a mix of both because yes. as we've said, the in-person piece is so important. But um, when I do things online, it means I can reach people all over Ireland mm-hmm. and they're not worrying about getting in their car and coming to me from Donegal or Kerry, you know. But there is great, I've, I've run a, a few workshops now and they're great because they're little snippets they're not as expensive and you're still getting to meet like the parents coming in will meet other parents of other ADHDers and they'll be like oh my god this is normal this is what happens in other people's household and here's how my child's brain works oh my god I never knew that you know and that's a, it's the connectiveness is so yes. important and one thing that's really important about this as well is the voices of different ADHDers oh, yes. are going to share their sparkle <laughs> via your blog isn't that right? <laughs> exactly I love the way you put it. I'm going to use that now and add it into the launch. Um, yeah, I'm very excited about this, right? So we were thinking along the, t- the, the theme, as I said, for this year is understanding a shared experience. And even though I still have people coming to me one on one or in groups, they're still feeling isolated. And I wanted to give these people a voice because some of my clients are, are, are participating. Some people are not clients, but they've done so much work on themselves and they know who they are and they're realising their strengths and I want them to see, oh, there's loads of others just like me and I want readers to see about all of their wins and their strengths and their accomplishments, even though maybe the journey was a bit bumpy for a part of their life, that they're still very successful, they're still holding down jobs or maybe they lost jobs and changed careers, right? So it's about highlighting people's lives and also the Irish community, right? We're not talking about it enough. No, we're not at all. No. Yeah, we're really not. I think that's fantastic to do that and it's going to it's gonna be so much more powerful coming from them that exactly. we can read this each day and, and, yeah. and kind of go, oh, that's what it's like or whatever. Yeah. So if there was one thing that you would love us to kind of really take on board with regards to ADHD, ADHD Awareness Month, what would you like that to be? So for an ADHD or a parent of an ADHD, I'd love them to know that it's not something that has to hold you back right there are um, like if you follow me on Instagram I'm going to be featuring a whole load of celebrities and successful people through the whole month of October it is not it's actually something if you um, learn what it is and start to work alongside the brain that you have it'll push you further for different reasons because you're working to your strengths and for anyone else who doesn't have ADHD what I'd love them to learn is that it's not a label it's an explanation and it's something to be um, in awe of right and there's qualities um, to, to admire and to look to so 
Absolutely, Claire. I've no doubt that you're going to do that and continue the great work that you're doing with people who are trying to kind of come come to terms with their diagnosis and recognise that sparkle that we've talked about. The best to look with it. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Sinead. Uh, Claire, you can find more information on her internalconnections.ie. That's the main website. You'll also find her on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn as well. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets we bring the showroom to you or book a new showroom appointment on 087 660 4237 Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime round out Mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.